Hey, everybody. Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain. Hope you're doing well. Well, it's happening, babies. It is on its way. And there's a lot to say about what is going on in Seattle. And yes, I'm, I'm going to say it. Now, after this, I'm going to do a debate on whether or not the fall of the Soviet Union was a good thing or a bad thing, or whether it was just communism was put into a dormant state to emerge where the lattes are foamy and the waiters are surly down there, I guess, across the other world in Seattle. Boy, it would have been actually nice to go out to have a look at this place. I might need to wear a heavy disguise, but I would go there if I were allowed out of the country, but uh, I'm afraid that's not happening at the moment. So we're going to talk about this. I want to get your questions and thoughts about all of this. And I really, really want to tell you all of the stuff that's going on here. I guess we don't need this because um, it's it's wild. It's really wild. There's so much to talk about. And I think that people probably are not getting really the perfectly right impression of uh, what uh, what's going on and what could be what could be set in motion here could be something that is a great salvation for the West, a great salvation for the West. Let me just widen this smoochy mooch a little bit because I really, really want you guys to be able to see and, and read along with what it is that I'm talking about because this is some pretty mind-blowing stuff. And for those of you who are kind of worried, I say, do not be afraid, my friends. Do not be afraid. I demand it. I insist. I'm not going to be your warlord of like, don't be afraid, but I'd like to mention it anyway. So, this is from the Seattle Times, and, uh, you know, where it's old school, like 1917. This is from June 10th, two days ago. Welcome to the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, where Seattle protesters gather without police. Welcome to, welcome to the Chaz, the newly minted Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, where most everything was free Tuesday. Ooh. See, now, this is the beginning of the insanity that goes on, that passes for commentary from this, uh, I don't know, douchebag <laughs> would probably be the way uh, to put it. But uh, yeah, he's got uh, got a whole bunch of stuff here. Uh, he kind of looks like you'd expect him to. Yeah, I guess so. I'm afraid that's a soy face. Not much I can do about this. Oh, am I being very clever here? Can I go back? Yeah, I guess I can, right? Just click here. So yeah, so the moment somebody says that uh, it's free, Something is free, right? That's you really got to be concerned about that because, as everybody knows, there is no such thing as free. That is a basic reality of life. There's no such thing as free. There's no such thing as a free lunch. And everybody who thinks that there is is dangerously deluded and or trying to pick your pockets. Probably both. Sorry, let me just... Uh, there's no back button on the uh, browser controller here. So let me just... Uh, Get it back here. And let's see here. Jazz. It's a funny thing to be searching for. <laughs> Jazz. Uh, let's see here. What do we got? Yeah, let's go back to the 10th. The 10th? Ah, there we go. All right, let me just get this and throw this back on. Sorry about this. Oh, it's just too professional. But did you see my, uh, uh, did you see my transition? Let's do it again, shall we? Boink. Oh, yeah. Week. Oh, that's that's quality stuff. And thank you very much to the listener who has uh, helped me out with this kind of stuff. Kind of important. All right. So let's get back to uh, to this and uh, go on with this wild story 
that I swear, trust me on this, trust me as I make this case, this is going to be a salvation for us. This is going to be a salvation for us. All right, so let's go on with the... Uh, Okay, free snacks at the no-cop co- no co-op, free gas masks from some guy's sedan, free speech at the Speaker's Circle, where anyone can say their piece, a free documentary movie showing after dark, a free Capitol Hill, according to no shortage of spray paint on building facades, and perhaps the most important to demonstrate is the neighborhood core was free of uniformed police. A new protest society centered on a handful of blocks in Seattle's quirky lefty Capitol Hill. See, it's free, it's quirky, it's lefty, and... It's peaceful. Well, let's find out, shall we? Has been born from the demonstrations that pushed the Seattle Police Department out of its East Precinct building. Okay, so here's the second part of propaganda you need to be aware of. I'm sure you are, but just, you know, indulge me. Do you think that the Seattle Police Department was pushed out because of demonstrations or because of potential violence and also because the uh, muckety-mucks, the higher-ups, ordered them to leave. If you guessed the former, you would be incorrect. So, no, they're just saying, hey, there's just a bunch of demonstration that pushed the police out. Yeah, (laughs) that's not how the police work. On Tuesday, demonstrators hung a banner on the police station. This place is now the property of the Seattle people. And uh, I guess this is going to just test that basic axiom of human history and human life. The moment you see people or peoples, or something like that in a political movement, you've got to run, run like the wind, because they'll be chasing you down with pitchforks in about 12 minutes. Teenagers passed a bottle on the exit ramp for police vehicles. A young man carried a long rifle down the sidewalk despite the mayor's ban on weapons in Capitol Hill, which is not being clearly enforced. A man passed out flyers calling for a Thursday meeting to help answer the question now lingering for demonstrators. See, they've kind of occupied and taken over an entire area, and that's not really a demonstration at all. Like, you can't go to your neighbor's house and say, hey, I'm moving in. No, 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 I'm I'm just a demonstrator. It's fine. I know you're a squatter, right? So that's uh, kind of an important question. So um, musician Raz Simone, MC of the Free Speech Circle at 12th and Pine on Tuesday, called for a long-term occupation. This is not Coachella, Simon Simone said. (laughs) Look at that kid's game. But an opportunity for demonstrators to make it what they want. Bring your sleeping bags and tents. We here. We here. And uh, this is the um, this is the map. So after d- days of demonstrations and clashes with the police. Yeah, just clashes, right? Protesters have claimed a few blocks around the Seattle Police Department's East Precinct in the Capitol Hill neighborhood as their home base. Here are some visible changes on the ground as of Thursday afternoon. So they got tents set up around a community park in Cal Anderson Park. Light fencing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Light fencing. <laughs> so they can't say it's a wall. Of course they can't say it's a wall. That would be insane. After talking about Trump's walls being evil for low these many years, they, <laughs> they can't call it a wall. They can't call it barriers. See, it's just light fencing. You know, a little light fencing. Like, you know, uh, like, uh, my name is Enrico Montoya. You killed my father, prepared to die. You know, just a little, little light fencing. Light fencing combined with traffic barriers and metal barricades. <laughs> Sorry, it's just, they're so straining to keep this insanity 
the same. Just a, it's a little light fencing, people. That's, that's all it is, you know. Traffic barriers and metal barricades block streets to vehicle and create a pedestrian-only zone. Uh, pedestrian sophistry, yes. Black Lives Matter has been painted on East Pine Street between blah, 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 blah. Okay. So, uh, just a little light fencing. <laughs> you know, like, I just think, because, you know, what's happened, right? What's happened? Well, these communists, these leftists, these, these uh, crazy socialists, what have they done? They've taken over. They've taken over somebody else's property. They've invaded and occupied and they're squatting on other people's property, right? That it's not their roads. You can say it's the people's roads and so on. But I got to tell you guys, I don't mean to sound prejudicial and I'm not against, I mean, I'm against taxation as a whole, but I'm pretty sure that most of the people who are putting three seeds in a flower pot and expecting like Jesus to feed an entire multitude, these people probably not cash positive for the city in terms of taxes versus consumption of resources. So it's not really their streets. So it's not really taxpayers for the most part, I'm sure. And uh, it's not their houses and uh, all of that. So yeah, they've, they've kind of, they've taken over, they've colonized, you see? They've colonized, see? What they've done, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's so funny. A little light fencing. But it's really funny because these people are so against colonialism, you see. They're so against going in and taking other people's property because you're dissatisfied with the political system. You know, like most of the people who came to America who were fleeing persecution in Europe, they just, these guys are so against colonialism and here by invading and taking over other people's property because they're dissatisfied with the political system, they basically become colonists. I mean, do you get the rich, deep, dripping with honey and sour cream depths of demonic irony we've got going on here. They've just taken over someone else's property. And I bet you every single one of them would just say colonialism is the worst thing in the known universe. That's exactly, exactly what they're doing. That's number one. Number two, as soon as they take over this otherwise owned area, what do they do? They set up borders. <laughs> Oh, you got to laugh. What else are you going to do, right? They've set up borders and they've got patrol guards, armed patrol guards, checking people for ideological purity if they wish to enter the jazz. You see, you see, they've got they've got a purity test. They've got a morals test. They want to make sure, you see, that this newly colonized, entirely bordered, lightly fenced off area is only accessible to people who share the beliefs of the people already inside. <laughs> now imagine if Trump had said, yeah, we're going to have an ideological purity test and uh, we're going to take over other people's property and we're going to build all these walls and fences, have armed guards and only let you in if you completely and totally subscribe to all American values already. I mean, people would go completely mental, right? Obviously, because that would be considered to be xenophobic. xenophobic. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I find this stuff just beyond hilarious and we'll get into more of sort of what all this uh means so let's look at i uh, let's go older to newer sorry i've got a bunch of bookmarks here but let's go let's go older to uh let's go older to newer it's um <laughs> i'm sorry it really is just truly truly astounding all right so let's have a look at what's been going on as far as enforcement of rules goes right because these guys are like man the police are just the worst thing in the known universe. 
And you know one thing that they just hate? They just hate these guys is something called stop and frisk. <gasps> stop and frisk. The worst thing in the known universe. All right. So, um, Raz Simone, a Seattle local, stated he belongs to the People's Force. Remember, if you ever hear peoples in a political movement, run! Run for the hills. A replacement for Seattle PD in Free Capitol Hill. On June 8th, in a live video, he advised that unfamiliar faces should be stopped, questioned, and checked to see if they're armed. Similar to... Yes, you can read it just as much as, <laughs> as, much as I can. Similar to stop and frisk. Yeah. Unfamiliar faces. Stopped, questioned, and checked to see if they're armed. Similar <laughs> to stop and frisk. It pretty much looks like the founding fathers, right? So really that is quite... So what is that? It took about 24 hours for them to, to uh, completely betray every single conceivable globalist leftist principle known to man. Uh, I just really... And again, it's kind of inevitable because power... Ah, power corrupts. You meet the new boss, same as the old boss. And uh, Benjamin Launane, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce these uh, freaky wasp names, uh, but uh, yeah, he had a pretty good, a pretty good comment about all of this. So he said, um, notably, the first thing the left-wing Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone have done is establish strong borders to monitor and restrict entry, according, <laughs> according to their, <laughs> according to their values. Uh, <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Uh, James pointed out, day one, established strong borders. Day two, robbed by immigrants to their autonomous zone. Day three, conquered by a warlord. Day four, question, question, question. Yes, well, there has been, of course, he's referred to as the warlord. Uh, but, of course, he does say that he's peaceful um, because, you know, he's just one of the uh, one of the people's representatives, right? Uh, so, yeah, this is, uh, I think this is important to uh to to recognize right so remember i was saying the seattle police chief right the seattle police chief has said that it was not his decision to leave this zone right so let's uh look into that where has my window gone i really could like i could use my window i really could all right ah there we go all right so let's look at this this is, uh, I just, I never really, really thought communism could be quite this funny, but it really is. It really is. So, yeah, Seattle police chief speaks out on Chaz. Leaving the precinct was not my decision, he says. In a video message posted Thursday, she says she was prepared for her rank-and-file officers. Uh, sorry. Says she was prepared for her rank-and-file officers. Backed away from a show of unity she held. She held with Mayor Jenny Durkin. Okay, no one over 12 should be called Jenny. It's Jennifer or Jen or Miss Mayor, or but Jenny. Anyway, over the course of two weeks of anti-police protests here to express her anger in the decision to empty the East Precinct headquarters at 12th and Pine. The decision to board up the precinct, our precinct, our home, the first precinct I worked in, was something I was holding off. Best says in the three-and-a-half-minute video addressing officers, you should know leaving the precinct was not my decision. Not my decision. Now, I guess the question is, does she say whose decision it was? Uh, the chief and top SPD brass visited the building Thursday morning for a tour and to assess damage of the graffiti covered but still very much standing building. Uh, all right, People's Department. So yeah, uh, she was uh, betrayed by her civilian leaders, as is generally the case these days 
with the police. So excellent. Everything's just going uh, swimmingly and according to plan. Now, you really, really have to see this. Uh, this is, right, because they have the problem of food, right? They, you know, they, they took over a city. And that seems kind of important, right? So they have an issue with food. Um, you know, those of us who've worked on farms, those of us who've grown our own crops, you know, it's, you know, nothing, nothing helps you um, recognize and respect farmers more than trying to grow your own stuff, right? Because it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty bad, right? So they have a farm as up, up as of today. Most of them have probably never seen a cow in real life, let alone done any gardening. So a lot of the plants aren't even planted and half of them are staring at it, expecting it to grow into ripe tomatoes any minute now, right? So um, my daughter, who is really, really good at this kind of stuff, uh, was like just rolling her eyes at this and, and telling, you know, exactly what should be done. Uh, you know, there's a couple of the bit here in the middle, which, you know, you could say is somewhat competent, but for the most part, it's just ridiculous, right? Uh, so yeah, there's that. Um, there's this guy, uh, you know, it looks like he's got a little bit of poundage in the middle, which he can use to fend off hunger for a little while, but he's just like, you know, all right, daddy's getting hungry, looking for a salad down here. Is this going to grow a hoof that I can gnaw on like a hyena? So yeah, just sitting there waiting for, you know, these guys lying around and, and there's, there's no irrigation system. There's not even a hose. Somebody saw one watering can and that's just... I don't even know what to tell you. That is just wild. Look at this. Look at this plant, man. That is, well, first of all, probably needs a little shade and uh, certainly needs some irrigation and how long you're going to have to stare at that before you get yourself some food, right? There he is, just <laughs> taking off his mask so that he can start gnawing like a bunny on the foliage. And, of course, this is the most ridiculous um, plant, right? So just um, for those of you who don't have experience gardening, um, there's a calorie calculation, right, when it comes to uh, when it comes to gardens, and that calorie calculation is actually quite quite important, right? Um, it's really sorry, it's really, I'm sorry. Uh, it's really quite important, you know, that you get more calories out of the food than it costs you to plant it, which is why you don't grow lettuce. Other than it's something you're going to put next to, I don't know, a steak or something that's calorie dense, right? So you don't grow a lettuce because you go and plant the lettuce, you got to water the lettuce, you got to weed around the lettuce. You're going to expend 100, 150, 200 calories to get about five calories out of the leaf of a lettuce, right? And I mean, I don't want to say this is completely deranged. They just planted some food that's going to take weeks and weeks to grow into anything useful, and they're just like watching it, like, hmm. Any moment now, any moment now, I'm going to get a steer. And uh, anyway, so um, I'm sure that they're growing quite a lot of, of soy. But yeah, that is sort of the reality of the situation. And so here you can see exactly what is going to happen or why communists get so hungry so quickly, right? Because they don't, like they're city people. They don't know anything about plants or crops or, or anything like that, right? So I just... Um, <laughs> I mean, that corn isn't going to grow until mid-September, maybe even October, and somebody, yes, should start a GoFundMe for this poor innocent plant. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, maybe they could water them with Powerade or something, <laughs> something like that. You've got to just, um, you got to just watch the stuff for the comments. Uh, that is, uh, hurry, hurry up, plant. I'm hungry. <laughs> 
I mean, oh my gosh. Strawberries grow in four hours. Change my mind. <laughs> it's just, I'm sorry. Especially, like, I'm, I'm not any kind of expert gardener, but I, I do grow my own uh, veggies, and it is pretty... Uh, it is pretty pretty wild, right? So here, uh, let's look at uh, how they're going to deal with the problem of property rights violations, right? It's kind of an important deal, right? It's one of the first things you need to do in a society when you are running it yourself is, hey, we don't need no stinking police. And, uh, you know, we can just do it uh, do it this way. Uh, it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty wild. I'm sorry, let me interact with this. Oh. I'm a go. All right, so let's go in here. I'll rewind this a little. All right, so this is um, somebody thinking uh, is um, accused of stealing, and they're just kind of confronting this person, and they're gonna basically just yell at him. And um, yeah, tell me, tell me what, what happened, man. Tell me. This is street justice, right? This is uh, vigilante justice. This is obviously no formal rules or court or anything like that this is kind of inevitable that this is going to go down uh, this way and uh, I guess they're going to get justice right after they get carrots uh, that probably is the way see baseball bat baseball bat in the guy's face that's how you do it man that's how you deal with somebody who might be a thief you just you just put, put a baseball bat in their face man and 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 wave a baseball bat at them because that's how you want to work with these kinds of things right and these are the same people of course who inevitably decry police violence and then, of course, the moment that they get any kind of power, they're yelling at people, they're putting uh, baseball bats, is the video too loud, putting baseball bats in people's faces and all of that. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty wild, right? Again, kind of inevitable. So, oh, yeah, this is, uh, again, because, I mean, nobody's, I mean, from what I've seen, there's only been some some violence, some rapes and all that, but... Uh, let's uh, let's see. Let's see uh, some of the uh, realities of what's uh, going on when you go post-civilization. Now, look, don't get me wrong, man. I'm an anarchist, right? And so I- I've got things to say about all of this. But yeah, my, my big tweet, uh, was it yesterday? How long before Antifa Stan starts asking Trump for foreign aid, right? So this um, person, I'm hard to tell these days, Says, so I just got assaulted at the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Had the camera stolen, selfie stick snapped in half, gimbal smashed and lost in the street. Got punched in the face and had to flee through the crowd, changing clothes and finally managing to lose them. I think she means the crowd, not the clothes. I hope so. Weaved through some back alleys and roads to find my car and made it home. I'm out about $1,500 and I'm angry and hurt. When you create an independent communist state inside Seattle and run out of food on day two, achievement unlocked, peak communism achieved yeah it's kind of hard to argue right kind of hard to argue with that uh but there is you know i mean it's funny and it's also tragic right but i'm sort of giving up on having empathy for people you can't have more empathy for people than they have for themselves right you just can't like i can't care more for people's kids than they care for those kids themselves it's just a recipe to be exploited so all right let's uh let's see what's going on here the Seattle police chief said that 911 calls from the autonomous zone relating to sex crimes, robberies, assault have more than tripled. It's important to point out the mayor of Seattle openly expressed support for this insurrection. And uh, yes, uh, yes, she did. And she has now sent them porta potties and I think additional food and so on. So 
Now, because remember, there's a whole bunch of people trapped in there, right? There's a whole bunch of people who, this is their homes, and people just kind of surrounded them. Like, imagine if people just surrounded the city block that you were on and started attacking and waving baseball bats around and stopping and frisking people, so to speak. Um, well, you probably noticed that as well. Uh, it's another kind of interesting point, too, right? So the whole civil war in the United States. Uh, kind of kind of important, right? Because, uh, as somebody pointed out, funny, they said in 1861... The secession wasn't allowed. If it is legal, somebody owes the Confederacy a big apology. And uh, people said, uh, that's not their own community. The people who actually live there are being forced to stay at home because a bunch of degenerate losers have decided to start squatting in their neighborhood, right? And yeah, the media coverage is saying it's a festive zone. And I get that. Like, it does seem, it does seem kind of fun, right? Like, of course it is. It's like, we always have this desire, this thirst, this hunger to just be released from reality. Because, you know, reality kind of sucks a lot of time. Trust me, I didn't used to feel this way until I'm pushing mid-50s, right? Reality kind of sucks. Oh, I can't run up those stairs. I'm going to pull a muscle, right? So reality kind of sucks. And, you know, having to earn your daily bread, the 2,500 calories, uh, having to um, sleep uh, when you're up and excited, having to get up early, get to work. I mean, reality kind of sucks. So we always want to just break free of reality like infants do, right? Infants have no sense of reality. They just cry and things get handed to them. So this desire to, I don't know how you put it exactly, but fall backwards through the tunnel of time to the tunnel you just came out of, a.e. your mom's snug harbor, and just... Just be free of reality. I just It sucks to have adult responsibilities. We always want to go back to the Peter Pan Neverland of other people taking care of everything and everything being free and infancy and toddlerhood. I mean, these people who never grew up, but they're going to have to grow up pretty, pretty fast, right? Uh, at least possibly. So, yeah, I, I get it. So it's kind of fun. Like, they're in there. There's a whole bunch of food that's already there, right? And so they can just go grab that food and they can give it away for free because they didn't have to earn it. They don't have to worry about replenishing it at the moment. Like, it's like, you ever have this, um, like a friend, this kind of annoying friend, like the Kramer, right, the, 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 from, from Seinfeld, the guy who doesn't seem to work and, and just kind of falls ass backwards into money and, and never settles down and just seems to be living this frivolous surface of the lake, foam, dragonfly, skimming non-existence of non-responsibility. And it's kind of cool, right? So... You know, you get up, you go to work, and you pay your bills and all that. But if you decide one day, say, you know what, I've had enough of this reality. You know, screw this noise, man. I'm just going to take, let's see, you've got $2,000 a month of your expenses. Yeah, I'm just going to take out a loan for $20,000, man. Just going to take out a loan for $20,000. Now i got 10 months. i got 10 months where I don't have to do anything productive. For those 10 months, man, it's a pretty sweet gig. It's a pretty sweet life. Who wouldn't? I mean, I, I took off. So after, in, in the middle of my business career, I took about 18 months off to uh, fulfill my dream of becoming a novelist. And I took uh, uh, classes of the Tumblr, top writing school in Canada and did pretty well and came up with, wrote some great books. Anyway, I ended up having to go back to work as a bunch of commies around the publishing industry. But the reality is that uh, it was a pretty sweet gig for, for that time. You know, I, I went to bed when I wanted. I'm a bit of a night owl. I got up late. I would go to the library. I'd do research. I did a whole bunch. I did um, a current, a contemporary novel and a, basically a series of three, a three-volume historical novel. And that's a great life. You ever, have you ever had that where you just have, for whatever reason, you just 
the restraint of reality is loosened from you and you just kind of float like a dandelion fluff through this interstellar cosmos of consequence-free living. And I mean, it's pretty sweet. So this is where they are, right? They've, they've had their revolution. They've grabbed their territory. They've got enough food. Water is still running. They don't have to produce their own electricity, although the infrastructure was, always, was already built. See, they don't have to. They don't have to. Like, why didn't they go and take some forest land in some federal park or some federally owned land why, why didn't they go and do that? Well, because in order to pretend that it's providing something, socialism has to steal whatever capitalism has created or produced, right? That's kind of inevitable, right? So, yeah, they're in this kind of funny fun land where there are no consequences at the moment, right? So uh, here is another uh, – I'll throw my own tweets up here because, you know, I mean, it's possible. Is it possible? Yeah, I guess it is. It is possible that you don't follow me on Twitter, but – Possible doesn't mean comprehensible, of course, right? But this is kind of the core of one of what I wanted to get into with this kind of stuff, because this is really, really important, right? So uh, I wrote this last night, 1.42 a.m. Yeah, I told you I was a bit of an idol, right? Let Seattle run its course. Strip its inhabitants of citizenship as foreign combatants, right? So they've gone and created their own uh, government. They've gone and created their own country, and they've seceded from the United States, as far as I can see. So they're now foreign combatants, right? I mean, it's not like you get to keep your U.S. Uh, sorry, your U.K. citizenship after the revolution in America. Now, since they want their own country, they've gotten and they're enforcing their own borders. Okay, so then if you leave, then you're violating U.S. borders, so you get arrested. Let them generate their own electricity and water. Give them their paradise. And this is really the important thing. Seattle is America's inoculation against communism. <sighs> Powerful. But here's something kind of funny as well. Sorry for the coarse language. I will not repeat it for the podcast. You literally created a miniature police state with closed borders, you dumb Fs. If those kids could read, they'd be very upset. <laughs> yes, I have no doubt that they, uh, that they would be. But So what do I mean by this? So the question, of course, what do you do? And a lot of people who were like, oh, you just got to go in there with troops and you got you to gotta arrest them and so on. It's like, no, no, that's, that's a terrible idea. First of all, Martyrs drive a cause. You see, I mean, you simply have to look at, uh, you know, some more radical sects of Islam. You have to look at the martyrdoms that occurred uh, in towards the end of apartheid in South Africa. And so martyrs really drive a cause, and it draws people into doubling down on a particular cause. So that's really, really, you don't, don't go in and create martyrs and, or anything like that. That's just going to be really, really bad. And here's the thing, too. You want... We've never had this before in human history. I can't tell you. That's why I'm so excited, if not downright hysterical, because we've never had this before in human history. We've never got a chance to film the revolution. This is like finding snow leopards performing 69 fellatio on each other in the middle of the Siberian desert. It's an incredibly rare thing. That's kind of what I'm saying, because, you know, I think we've all tried, tried to find such an occurrence over the, over the years. This is an incredibly rare, unprecedented thing in history. You didn't have this in 1917 when the um, Bolsheviks elbowed aside the Mensheviks and started their reign of terror. You didn't have this in the late 1940s when Mao Zedong uh, over, well, won against Chiang Kai-shek's nationalists. You didn't have this in Cambodia or Korea, North Korea or North Vietnam. You didn't have this in Cuba. You didn't have this, like, you didn't have this view as to the genesis of communism. We've never seen it. 
being birthed up close with video and a methodology for sharing all of this, right? Like the Holodomor, when tens of millions of mostly Christian Ukrainians were starved to death by Stalin's communist regime during the collectivization of the farms and the destruction of the really only productive farmland uh, farmers around called the Kulaks. I mean, this was lied about. The New York Times lied about it. Everybody lied about it. So you didn't even get to find out about this stuff till later. The personality cult and outright crimes of Stalin weren't revealed until sometime after his death by Khrushchev. So it's always like later. Later you get these archaeologists in who try and figure out where the bodies are all buried and what happened. But right now we get to see this thing at the very beginning. We can't possibly interrupt this. We need to have it recorded. We need to see. You know what it is? Like, you know how inoculations work, right? Hopefully you won't have to learn that by forcing, but inoculations work in a pretty simple way. You get a small dose of the illness, which builds up your antibodies to fight off a large dose of the illness. You get a small... I mean, I still have mine. I still have my scar here. Yeah, somewhere in the back there. My smallpox vaccine scar from when I was a kid uh, in boarding school. We had a competition. You know, if you didn't move, like if you didn't have a scratch where they gave you the inoculation because of a whole series of stabs. If you didn't have a scratch, man, you were a tough guy. I didn't have a scratch, so I was destined to be podcaster extraordinaire. But you get a small dose of the sickness in order to ward off a large dose of the sickness. Well, that's what this is. This is an inoculation. We need to let this play out. We need to let it happen. I'm not saying force people to stay in. Of course not, right? I mean, I'm against the initiation of the use of force. But the idea that you would just go in and put a stop to this experiment, you're going to create martyrs. And people are going to be, oh, man, if they'd only let this continue, we'd have had real communism. For God's sakes, people, let everyone see what real communism is. Let everyone see what happens when these people start to try and take over this, right? And yeah, if it was libertarians, they'd turn it into Monaco. Socialists would turn it into North Korea. There's no question about any of that at all. And Mayor Jenny, Jenny, Jenny from the block, Mayor Durkin says, Mayor Jenny says, I also want to be as clear as I have stated publicly previously, it is unconstitutional and illegal to send the military to Seattle. We will not allow this to happen. Right. And uh, should we should we look at Jenny? Jenny, Jenny, Jenny looks exactly, I'm afraid, exactly as you would imagine her to look. She is a deluded leftist Karen of the very first order. And yes, I know Karen is a racist meme, but I guess you fight the good fight and then you, you can't you recognize sometimes you, you can't win, right? So, yeah, this is uh, Jenny. I don't think I'll be able to zoom into her very much, but uh, can you see? Yeah, there she is. There's Jenny. Hey, Jenny. Hey, Jenny. Looks like um, intergalactic space aliens with lasers carved those great white tusks she calls teeth. Yeah, 56 mayor of Seattle, and she's like, nope. Now, I did, of course, point out to her, to Jenny, that, uh, you know, if you think it's unconstitutional and illegal to send the military to Seattle, do you think it's constitutional and legal to take over part of your city and set up your own country? Is that really considered to be constitutional and legal? <laughs> but now you see she's very concerned with constitutionality. And legality, very, very, very important, right? And yeah, so um, <laughs> Jack Posobiec, always worth, uh, always worth checking out. Yeah, pretty funny. And and people have found these kinds of things. So I did a show, of course, many years ago. 
Oh, it's a bit of an open-ended statement. Sorry. <laughs> I did a show many years ago about what happened on uh, with the Oregon Rancher standoff. Right? Remember all of that? Right? So this is uh, CNN, right? So right-wing media says Antifa militants have seized part of Seattle. Local authorities say otherwise. It's like, nope, they've seized part of Seattle. Right? There's no question of that. Right? So this is CNN. This is as of yesterday. Right? So, hey, man, first of all, they're saying Antifa doesn't exist. Right? Like, it's just a hallucination. Like, the people who physically attacked my listeners sent death and bomb threats to me and, right, attacked a church that I was going to speak in. Yeah, they're just figments of my imagination. Yeah, there's, you know, goth ISIS. It doesn't really exist in the real world, man. It's just it's a projection. You're just hallucinating. Right? So, uh, so this is how they deal with people forcefully occupying private areas in part of Seattle, right? Now, back in the day, 2016... There was an Oregon building takeover. Face it, Oregon building takeover is terrorism. Juliet Kayam? Juliet Kayam, right? Same woman. Same woman. <laughs> Come on, man. Antifa have not taken part of Seattle. It's just not true. Oh, but when some white Christians take over a remote building in the middle of nowhere that's completely unimportant, it's total terrorism! Oh, they're such vile, reprehensible scum. I remember when I thought... I was going to be able to escape my mother. Ugh. I got out of an asylum into another asylum. <laughs> so, yeah. Childhood doesn't end when you live under government. All right. So here, let's talk about um, what's going on with the magic signs. Magic signs very, very important. Because you may, in your naivete, right, you may sit there and think, hmm, if I want something, I'm going to have to work pretty hard to go and get it. I got to go earn it. I got to build it. I got to find a way to trade for it. It's really, really tough. You know, I wanted to build a uh, philosophy show that matched the conversations of the gods in ancient times. And with your very kind support, I've been able to do it. Freedomain.com forward slash donate. You know, you need to help me out. You know, there's no one, no one doing anything like I'm doing. So, okay. So you, in your naivete, you may think that when you need something, you've got to go and earn it or trade for it or ask for it. Uh, but someone's got to produce it, and it's a big deal. See, what you, what you need, it's kind of confusing for people. I, I thought I had to go and build something. But what you do is you just create a sign of what you need. Like, look at this. Supplies need. Okay, it should be needed, of course, but. Supplies need. Clothes. Male pants. Male large shirts. Belts. Men's shoes. First of all. Oh, leftists, I got to tell you, that seems very gender specific. How do you know that they're male pants? What about trans pants? What about bi pants? What about pantsless pants? What about assless chaps for our gay friends? It just seems wrong about all of this, right? Ice, the good kind. Oh, that's, I don't think that's a reference to drugs, although I did think it was at the beginning. I think that's um, immigration control and enforcement. Cigarettes and lighters. See, that's third, right? <laughs> you got to have clothes. You got to have something to cool your beer, and you need the smokes, right? Lanterns, flashlights, and headlamps, portable solar chargers, Gatorade, and electrolyte powder. Because, <laughs> you know, that's what you need at the end of times. Backpacks and reusable bags, tent sleeping bed, pads, pillows, tarps, track phone minutes card? I don't know what that is. Body lotion. Mm, <laughs> I bet you our selected pile of orgy-loving people do need some body lotion. And some antibiotics, I'm sure, in about four to six days. Shoes, bedding, comforters, zip ties. Oh, see, that's not particularly great. Given that you're starting to do your own legal enforcement, I'm not sure I really feel comfortable with the whole zip ties thing. 
folding chairs, laundry bags, personal fans, body wash. Yes, actually, I got to tell you, body wash, I'd move that up a little <laughs> myself. I mean, listen, I'm a dude, which means that uh, I bathe at night. I got to put deodorant on in the morning. I'm just, I got to tell you, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I bathe every day, but let me tell you, <laughs> dudes, we... Uh, well, we seem to we seem to sweat bilge water. That's all I can tell you. So body wash, yeah, I want to move body wash and disinfectant, right? Because you got you got your oh maybe the zip ties are for the orgies. So you got your zip ties, you got your personal fans to keep you cold during the sex fests. Body wash, and then of course afterwards you're going to need some disinfectant. So yeah, just you know just put up a sign, just put up a sign, and magically. Things are just going to be produced. It's a miracle. It's Christmas. <laughs> and so I wrote, uh, I wrote, don't worry, communists. I'm sure reality will magically cough up everything in your wish list. Or perhaps you could learn something about the actual means of production. And, um, oh, yeah, yeah. So actual means of production. This is a funny thing, too, because, like, communists are always talking about workers control the means of production. And, uh, sorry, that was close to English, but uh, whatever. But um, they don't actually know how things are produced, right? They don't have a clue how things are produced, and most of them have never had a manual labor job in their life. Otherwise, they'd have a little bit of respect for this kind of stuff. So I just wanted to mention that uh, a bunch of people I know and, and love like brothers, uh, Comic Dave Smith, uh, Bob Murphy, Tom Woods, Scott Horton, and so on, um, not that they endorse me, I'm just telling you why I like them, but um, there is a... Um, a documentary called The Monopoly on Violence. And I was just wondering if you guys want to have a date, maybe on Sunday, to watch it. And we could then get together and chat about it afterwards, which I think would be very interesting. And um, it's about a stateless society, I assume. I just wanted to kind of throw this in, uh, all that, right? So that is um, something to mention. Uh, a couple of other shots of, of how things are going here in this uh autonomous zone, uh, this zone disconnected from reality and uh, all that, where people will very quickly find out that, yeah, power corrupts, uh, even even in Seattle, not immune from the laws of physics of human nature. Uh, but uh, yeah, so here is some more wonderful shots of the, um, <laughs> the garden they've got going on. And you got a real mess over here on the left-hand side. Things are just scattered. They've actually just thrown seeds on top of the ground, and that's no good. You gotta you gotta bury them, right? It's kind of tough for them to get their roots down, and of course they're getting pecked away by birds. A little bit more organized on the right. See, on the left it's chaos, but on the right it's a little bit more organized, as you, as you would imagine from a group somewhat high in conscientiousness, as a personality trait. But yeah, things are a little bit in rows here and so on. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's a little it's a little sad. Now this is interesting. The no cop co op. Right. Um, you can't exactly read all of this stuff here, but basically it's like people over property, man. Just just take what you want. Just, you know, we don't take any cash. You can just take what you want. And that's fine when you've got stuff that you didn't make yourself. Right. That's when you didn't make stuff yourself, then you can have this kind of nonsense. And I guess it seems somewhat believe believable to people. Right. And. Let's see here. What else? We do not we do not accept cash or donations. We are not a part, and of course it's a part like one word. It should be two. We are not a part of an organization. We are a nonprofit. Kindness is our currency. <gasps> Kindness is our currency. 
Yeah, but kindness, you see, isn't going to grow you any plants. This idea, like, it's one of the problems you have when women raise your children when there aren't men around to remind people that reality exists, right? Women, I love women, don't get me wrong. They're delightfully incomprehensible and a perfect compliment to men. But, you know, men and women both have their strengths and weaknesses. Women's weakness is imagining that um, when they're young and pretty and the world beats a path to their door or beats something and nobody tells them the truth because they just want to get into their pants and... um, <laughs> and and everyone defers to them, right? Because they're they're pretty, right? Women don't really hear the truth, right? I mean, which is why it's why astrology is still a thing because men don't want to tell women astrology is bullshit because then the women won't sleep with them, right? I remember dating a woman. Ooh, this before I got married, of course, right? Before I met my wife, I think it was the last last woman I dated before I met my wife. Very very pretty pretty girl, a pretty woman actually. She was older than me, but anyway. So. She was telling me how she had all of these psychic abilities. Now, given how skeptical I am of people who claim they have psychic abilities, I hope you can get a sense of just how pretty she was. But, um, but you know, not so pretty that I wouldn't tell her the truth. And I said, look, the amazing Randy has had like this prize of like a million U.S. dollars available to anyone who can prove psychic phenomena like Let's go collect that money, man. I'll, I'll only take 10%, man. You can keep the rest. Just, you know, we'll, let's go down and let's show him how you can do these psychic abilities because there's money, like, you could retire and all that, right? She was having trouble with her job. Anyway, now, of course, what she did was she said, that's not how it works. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. Can't be predictable. You know you have it, but you can't ever prove it, right? Now, Men get hammered into reality because nobody cares about our feelings, right? So a little bit too hammered into reality. So if you're a man, people aren't gonna people are gonna tell you the truth. You suck, right? That's what you hear a lot of times when you're a kid, and it hurts a little, but it's actually kind of important for maturing and all that. But women don't generally hear a whole lot of truth, and everyone defers to them, and you know people open doors for them, and they buy them drinks, and all the women and children first all deferral, 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 right? And so when women teach your children, you don't get that hard masculine stubble edge to the eyeball that wakes you up to reality. So this idea that kindness is our currency, it's like, well, no, for for women, sexual access is their currency. And I'm not saying that's conscious or anything. It's just the way that nature works. But they think, of course, that kindness and feelings are going to solve problems in the world. And it does solve the problem of resources for a lot of women. But yeah, it's kind of, uh, kind of, uh, kind of silly, right? Kind of silly. So yeah, so it's uh, it's pretty wild in there. Let's do a couple more. I'll take a couple of questions, and please don't forget, I've got a debate. Now, I, I think I may have faffed up the time, so let's just see here. Did I get anything back from the person I need to hear from? Nope, just somebody asking me if Ayn Rand was wrong. Hell, <laughs> could be. Certainly was wrong about some things, which is why I transcended. Oh, yeah, a free free food station for those in the zone. And I guess here's where I can check my sound settings again. Sorry, I don't normally play anything through my speakers here on ye old computery. But um, let's see here. Huge sign says this space is now the property of the Seattle people, right? So this property, right? They didn't earn it. They didn't create it. They didn't build it. They didn't make it. They just took it. They just took it and said, ah, yes, but we paid taxes and blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah, well, 
the people who live there actually paid the taxes. The people who, who, who actually live in this zone, they're the ones who paid the taxes. They paid the property taxes and sales taxes and so on, and they worked their property in the neighborhood. So those are the people who actually paid uh, the taxes. And let me just turn that off. Is that right? Yeah. So it's still coming through. Can I still hear this? What's happening? All right, let's see if we can turn this off. Interact? It's right down here. Yeah, so those are the people who paid the taxes, and um, you're just taking their stuff, right? You're just, just going in and stealing all their stuff, right? So, yeah, that's how, that's how it looks. That's the Seattle Police Department. You've got kids out there, and there's an F-bomb right there. The kids are all staring at it because, you know, and it's just it's trash. It's just garbage, right? This is just low IQ destruction of neighborhood, right? And uh, it's, uh, it's really, it's, it's, you know, it's going to get, it's going to get bad. It's going to get bad. And people need to see that it's going to get bad and they need to see just how sadly immature like i feel actually kind of sorry for these people like i really do and i don't know why that is still going there let me just throw something else on here um just a moment my friends i'm gonna throw something else in here because we still got sound coming through somehow right just a sec. Let me just get rid of this. Let's put it to, uh, you know, a very important site uh, on the internet. There we go. Look at that. Free Domain Podcast. FDRpodcast.com if you want to listen to the podcasts. And um, there's high-definition stuff uh, and all of that. So FDRpodcast.com. You can uh, go and listen to stuff uh, through that. It's a really, really nice interface. You can do searches and stuff like that, too, and subscribe at the various places as well. So I, I do feel really kind of sorry for these people because they're just so outside of reality. They're just not anywhere close to the truth about how things are made, and they're just going in and taking stuff, and uh, they are going to have to learn the hard way how complicated it is to create and make things. Like, it's really, really tough to create and make things. They're going to try and figure out how to allocate resources without any price signals uh, which is impossible you you can't uh, you can't do it at all they're going to find out um, all of the infrastructure that they take for granted is going to begin to unwind and they're going to start running out of food now of course please recognize as well that they're not going to be allowed to fail right so let me just turn off this uh, other browser Meet you over here in the middle of the screen. So yeah, the 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 mayor, the media, the all the hard leftists all over the place—they're not going to allow this to fail, right? They're not going to let it fail, because if it fails, that is going to inoculate people against communism. So what they're going to do is they're going to start sneaking stuff in, right? They're going to start uh, sending them food. They're going to start sending them money. They're going to start giving them resources. They're going to just try and prop all of this stuff up by stealing from other people and handing it over to create the illusion and to create this Pied Piper delusion that somehow, somehow, it's possible for uh, people to give up on reality, to, to simply walk in and want things rather than actually create things, and it's just going to work out hunky-dory. Like, it's just going to—so they can't let it fail any more than, you know, your local drug dealer doesn't want to see—doesn't want you to see people ODing uh, on, on the drugs, right? So they don't 
they won't let this fail. So you got to watch this. The media is going to prop it up. They're going to try and say how nonviolent it is. And, and the, um, there's going to be tons of donations. And the, the mayor is going to start throwing resources in there. And uh, they're just going to prop this up. And it's really, really important to point this out. I'm going to be following this very, very closely. And again, I would love to go out there. But A, they'd probably kill me. Uh, and B, can't leave the country. But uh, far more dangerous uh, going to Seattle for me than it would be than it was confronting the fascists down in uh, Hong Kong and taking the tear gas and all that. But um, they are going to prop this up like crazy in the same way that the communists in the West. You know, I remember this when I was a kid. I really only got into this communism stuff in terms of understanding it after we came to Canada. Pierre Trudeau helped quite quite a bit with that. But um, I just remember it being, well, first, I remember two things from coming to Canada. Number one, was I in Canada or I just heard about it? I can't remember. Anyway, there was this uh, hockey match between the Canadians and the Russians, and it was incredibly important for the Canadians to win. And I remember thinking, like, how pathetic that is, that you're so uncertain of your own limited government, free speech, free market ideology, that you've got to get a puck in someone's net to win. Like, come on, that's just ridiculous. Very sad. Very, very sad. And um, the other was that I was constantly told, you know, it's Cold War, communism is dangerous, communism is bad, and we're going to ship them, you know, four gigatons of wheat to make sure that they have enough to eat. And it's like, what? 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 So there's a really, really good book to read called East Minus West Equals Zero about how just about everything to do with the Soviet economy was just stolen uh, from from the West, right, in, in the same way that... Uh, it's, uh, it happens with, with China, just, just stealing everything from the West, including perhaps um, gain-of-function SARS-CoV-2 bioweapons. Anyway, so uh, let's uh, – uh, if you've got a couple of questions, uh, I've got to go and uh, limber up. I always do a little bit of exercise before – a little bit of hard exercise before I do a debate. And I don't know. Honestly, I hate to say this. It's really bad. I haven't done this before, at least not for a while, that I can remember. But it's either going to be 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock. Uh, for the debate tonight, and I actually haven't heard back from the guy today. I always never like it when, um, you know, you got something planned, and it's on the email, and people are like, you don't know if it's going on. I generally like to hear a day or two before, right, to find out if uh, uh, if things are, in fact, going. Uh, so um, let me just see here. See if it's uh, going on. Did I get Did I get Did I get it? Yeah, so the last thing we have was from 9 p.m. Eastern. Could be 9 p.m., could be uh, 8 p.m., half an hour. Sorry about that. Uh, my my bad. So let's see here. How do you see these events playing out in November with the left and Democrats supporting the overthrow of the USA? Well, you couldn't design a better ad for conservatism than what's going on in America at the moment. So uh, this is incredible. Like, it's incredible stuff. Because this was all, see, none of this stuff was supposed to happen, right? None of these takeovers, none of this violence, none of this stuff. It was targeted against people like me. But none of this stuff was supposed to happen until the, Demo- the hard leftists in the Democrat Party had control of the presidency, the Senate, Congress, the judicial system, you name it. And then they were just going to go full tilt, shred the Constitution, round people up, throw people into gulags. Like, I'm not kidding. That was the plan. And it probably wouldn't have been more than four to 12, sorry, eight to 12 years, probably four to 10 years until that started to happen, right? So they destroy people's lives through deplatforming, and then people get desperate, and then they throw people in jails and all that, right? So, because, um, you know, they're always talking about how tough it is for young black men to find work and all of that. 
yeah, okay, I, I can understand that because you, sh- you all shift to jobs overseas, but, you know, how easy is it for someone like Laura Luma to get an income, right? She's been deplatformed just about everywhere to do the financial institutions, right? So this has accelerated things to the point where I think people are going to be shite scared of all of this creeping socialism stuff because, you know, it kind of crept a little bit closer. It's like, you know, that cheesy horror movie thing where there's some some creature kind of far away and like it comes up really, really quickly, really, really fast. Well, that's just what happened with socialism. There's supposed to be this creeping socialism and people are now seeing that it's creeping pretty fast and pretty close and pretty aggressively. So now we have a chance to fight back. Right now we see what they want. Now we see what's coming and all of the things they did to me, they're now trying to do to everyone else and... I'm digging deep into my heart to continue to find the love to help save a society that cursed me for uh, many, many years. But, yeah, four weeks ago, people were jailed for haircuts and attending church. Now we have lawlessness. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, They are really going for this obvious stuff, right? And so this is what is incredible about what's happening in Seattle, right? So in Seattle... I know, glasses on, glasses off, right? So in Seattle, they have simply self-detonated, and it's going to continue to go this way. They have simply self-detonated all of the anti-Trump arguments because if if a bunch of MAGA supporters, right, a bunch of uh, MAGA hat-wearing rightist people, conservatives, if they had taken over a part of a city and ha- were imposing ideological border controls and rapes and and assaults were going up and right they would it would be completely insane and they would like there'd be calls to bomb it from orbit you know like aliens 2 style right and so you get to see how the left handles power and you'll get to see this pretty quickly unfolding and I'm glad this is why I'm glad there are citizen journalists in there there'll be a lot of cover-ups the media won't report on it or anything like that but you're going to get to see how the left handles power. And if that doesn't scare the uh, jimmies out of you, well, you need to figure out where your jimmies are because you kind of need, <laughs> need to get in touch with them, right? And let's see here. What else do we have in questions? In questions. My mom won't talk to me since this, all this started. She's afraid to hear facts. Well, listen, um, you get family separations over ideology that is super important to actually having a civilization, or you're going to get family separations because you're rounded up and thrown in a gulag. I shit you not. I kid you not. That's how it plays out. Now is the time. I've been saying this for many, many years. You have to stand by your values. You have to stand by your values. And if people are willing to work hard for their values, they will gain the respect of people irrespective of the content of those values, right? It's really, really important. Whoever wants the future more, whoever wills it more, whoever is willing to sacrifice more, they win the future. I mean, I'm not going to play a tiny violin for myself, but I had a pretty sweet life as a software entrepreneur. I could travel the world. Everybody was my friend. It was uh, wonderful. I got to present at conferences. Uh, It was a glorious Life, I took like this crazy 75% pay cut to start doing this kind of stuff because it's important. But if I think philosophy is important, why would I take money over the capacity to speak the truth? And if I was in the business world, 
Well, the funny thing is I probably would have been deplatformed now anyway because the mob is really coming for just about everyone these days. I mean, they're deplatforming Paw Patrol, the kids' show. They're deplatforming um, Faulty Towers, this brilliant old John Cleese, Bonnie Cooth uh, show. And uh, I don't know, I might have been deplatformed from the business world by now. But yeah, it was a pretty, it was a pretty sweet life back in the day. Um, oh, man, I got to travel to Paris and do presentations and have wonderful dinners and uh, I got to travel to China and uh, have three martini lunches because that's how they roll in China. At least that's, that, that's how they did back in the day. I had company pay for my car and an expense account. <laughs> it, was a, it was a great life in the business world, man. It was, <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> and now I get to be called a Nazi 24-7. So yeah, it's you, you, but you got to make the sacrifices. Like so, some filmmaker, or I think some Jewish guy, I don't know, some filmmaker made some some movie. It's coming out in a week or so with um, Richard Spencer, Lauren Southern, and Mike Cernovich. And I mean, I can't imagine any of it's going to... But, but this guy put a year or more, a couple of years, I think, into making this movie. And then, of course, timed it to come out shortly before the election for, you know, obvious reasons and so on. And... You know, in the article about it, it's like, oh, yes, but, you know, sure, whites are going to become a minority, but they wanted that. <laughs> they just wanted society to be more inclusive, you know, like inclusive, like Judaism is. You know, you just wander in and say, hey, I'm a Jew, and you're a Jew, right? But, um, yeah, of course, nobody was ever asked, and every time people are asked, they're desperate to stop mass immigration. And, of course, mass immigration was sold to America in the 1965 Hart-Seller Act that it was not going to change America in any substantial fashion. It has completely reshaped America and so, but, you know, that guy, the filmmaker, he's like, man, he's all in. He's, I don't know where he gets his money from, and that certainly doesn't hurt. But it's like, man, you can, uh, uh, you, you can really go all in. So, look, you got to go all in. You, you, I mean, you don't have to. You can, you can go all into the gulag if you want, but there's not much in between, right? you got to go all in. And, again, I'm talking peacefully and reasonably and so on. But, um, man, you, um, you have people in your life who don't see what's coming, they are really going to get you in trouble. They are really, really going to get you in trouble. And uh, I, I tell you personally, I don't have anything to do with people who don't get it. Like, I just, I can't. Life is too short. I've got to have strength for what it is that I do, which is really, really a tough job. Again, freedomain.com forward slash donate. If you could help me out, I'd really, really appreciate it. Uh, it's been a, been a hell of a year, to put it, uh, to put it mildly. But um, I just, I don't do it. I don't have time. I don't, I, I can't, um, to me, going with the normal view, being around, you know, what do we call the normies or whatever? Like, it, to me, it's like, hey, do you, do you feel like going back into grade two? It's like, I really don't. Like, I really don't feel like going back into grade two. I just, I can't go back in time to that degree. I just, I can't. And if we all take that stand, we're helping people. You understand? It's called an intervention, right? You understand? You can watch this show. I don't know if it's around anymore. You probably can find it online. But um, yeah, the show's called Intervention. And it follows people who are drug addicts, uh, people who are uh, alcoholics uh, or whatever, who are killing themselves with their addictions. And what happens is, and this is a well-known therapeutic technique in the self-help arena, you sit down with the person and you say, hey, man, I can't watch you destroy yourself anymore. I cannot have you take me down with you? I'm not going to enable this behavior anymore. You've got to get into therapy. You've got to deal with this. You've got to commit to battling this addiction and coming out on top as best you can. Otherwise, I'm cutting you off. I have nothing to do with you because I cannot have you drag me down 
with you and I can't sit there and watch you destroy yourself anymore and I cannot lie about how I feel and I cannot enable this behavior with my participation. Now that's what you do when someone is an alcoholic and them drinking alcohol does not end up with you in a gulag. Do you understand? Them drinking alcohol doesn't destroy your liver. So take a stand. Take a stand. Have people understand how serious you are about freedom, about truth, about integrity. If people won't discuss the freight train that's barreling towards us all, if they downplay it, if they minimize it, if they call you paranoid, if they, right? What is your life worth to you? What is your freedom worth to you? Because you're not going to get to keep those relationships anyway because everything's going to be sundered. You know, if, if the hard left Democrats, they get the presidency, they get the Senate, they get the, um, the Congress, they're not going to show any mercy, man. They are not going to show any mercy at all. All right, any other question or comments? I'm sure there are, but my ex-boyfriend died of alcoholism at age 35. Yeah, it's brutal, isn't it? It's brutal. It's the same thing with my mother. My mother was utterly committed to her delusions, to her belief in persecution, to sleeping with a knife under her pillow because she was afraid people were going to climb into her house in the middle of the night and stop her from doing what she was doing. And it's like, mm, sorry, you either get help or I can't, I can't be around this. I just can't be around this. Stefan is such a boss. Has a live stream. Going to go work out. Then slay a debate. Yes. Yes. I lost my job because of political correctness. I am so sorry, man. I am so, so sorry. Um, you're going to have to start. Um, people are going to have to start being entrepreneurial. You're going to have to start getting second forms of income, second sources of income. I've had to reinvent and redo so much over the years. How can I call into your show? So subscribestar.com forward slash free domain. You can sub up there. We do a show Friday nights. We do a show on Sunday mornings. I normally would be doing one tonight, but I'm not because of the debate. And so you can do all of that. Uh, six years ago, Steph would have gotten a hard-on for an upheaval of forced civic order. Now, see, here's the thing, right? I don't mind this. I mean, outside of them taking other people's property and all of that, let's have a bunch of experiments. Let's have a bunch of experiments. Let's have an area where you can also have no taxation. Let's have an area where you can have no property tax. Let's have an area where you can have a radical free port. Let's, right, a free market society, right? Let's have a whole bunch of experiments. But of course, you know that the only experiments that are allowed are heavily subsidized far left communist experiments, right? Contracting company I worked for got terminated because we were all white. Yeah, well, um, that's the institutional racism right there. Right. Scott Adams was asking, hey, what are the views of institutional racism? And I tweeted at him. It's like, because I know he said that he's lost three jobs because he's a white male. The institutionalized racism is anti-white racism, anti-white male racism. That is literally carved into the law in terms of affirmative action. So, Dear, oh dear. All right, so let's see here. I like you because I think you're one of the absolute smartest guys on the side of libertarianism and capitalism, and you exhibit the best side of it to me. Well, thank you. That's very... Very kind. Yeah, somebody was pointing out that most philosophers are just like pieces of human garbage, and it's really kind of true. I mean, they're just absolutely awful people. Uh, they have orgies. They, um, uh, uh, Jacques Derrida was just a Sartre was a mess uh, with his uh, uh, Simone de Beauvoir, his wife. They would seduce underage students and all of that. And uh, Foucault was uh, 
a uh, sodomite uh, sexual torturer who knowingly infected people with AIDS and was a pedophile and like just monstrous. And so people were saying, well, look, Steph has like a normal life, wife, kids, you know, or a kid and, and all of that. And yeah, I'm, I have a very normal life and, and all of that, right? Uh, on Twitter, you said that the Chaz situation's evolution was predictable. Can you explain in, uh, in depth? Well, they have no price mechanism. So just giving everything away for free means that they're going to run out of things, right? There's no price mechanism. And without a price mechanism, you can't officially allocate resources, which means they're going to run out of stuff like that, right? Uh, Steph, what happens to whites when Trump gets out of office in 2024? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm really just trying to get through day by day at the moment. Pedro Enrique says, I wish I could hug you someday. Thank you so much for existing. Man, I'd love to give you a hug too. I miss being out there and talking to listeners. And, you know, I give speeches and spend like five hours afterwards chatting with everyone. It's just delightful and fantastic and all of that. So uh, Don says, I didn't get a really great job because 40% of the admissions, a total of three, 30 in a universe of 1,000 candidates had to be women. I finished 33rd. Yeah, it's very sad. It's very sad, too, because they're convincing a lot of smart women to not have kids, right? And which is dumbs down the population as a whole. All right. Let me see if I got... I'm sorry to be doing this uh, housekeeping stuff uh, right uh, in the middle of this, but uh, I need to sort of know where I am with regards to the debate that's coming up. All right. Well, Antifa fight Black Lives Matter. Well, see, Black Lives Matter appears to be just a way of funding money into the Democrat Party, right? You go and donate to Black Lives Matter, and Candace Owens has done work on this as has Charles Ortez, and um, it is uh, just a way of, of transferring money, right? It doesn't go to blacks. It goes to generally rich white liberals and so on, right? So let's see here. There, oh, there was one other thing that uh, I wanted to, to mention that... Um, Yes, so if you could do me a favor, there's a fellow named Steve HSU, Steve HSU, Sue, Steve Sue, uh, and there's a cancel campaign that's going after him. They're going after him at the moment because he's talked about race and IQ and being on this show and a couple other things. So if uh, you can look him up and find where he is and send any kinds of letters of support. I, I would really appreciate that. I don't like, of course, the idea that people get canceled for being on this show. He was on years ago. We just had one interaction, maybe two, I think. And uh, it, it's a shame. So if you can give him any kind of love and support, Steve HSU, and I would really uh, I would really appreciate that. Um, and, uh, you know, you don't have to tell him I sent you or anything, but, you know, just all of that. Yeah, mega cities, uh, not not good, right? Not good. Uh, the cities is not, not a good place to be. All right. Well, listen, I've got to go and get ready um, for the next part of my evening. I've, I've given up on, like, I'm just going to do material. Like, I put out an hour and a half speech today. I've got this. Uh, we've been going for a while now. And it's so nice to see, like, thousands and thousands of people coming out. Like, I love you guys. It's just, it warms my heart, and it's a beautiful thing. And I just love you guys so much for this opportunity to talk with you. Uh, it's like what Freddie Mercury said. He can only sing as well as the audience wants him to, and I can only be as good, really, as your levels of enthusiasm and participation. So I love you guys for helping me be good at what it is that I do. Thank you so much. Freedomain.com forward slash donate. 
to uh, help out uh, the show. Very, very much appreciated. Very, very much needed. I've got a whole, whole bunch of things that I'm just waiting for funding for. And uh, I would really, really appreciate your support in that area. And I will talk to you soon. Lots of love from here, from Steph. And uh, I will try and find a graceful way to get out. I'll probably fail and probably cut off <laughs> badly, but I'm still working on all of this stuff. Oh, let's just do one more. Oh, yes. Let's just do one more transition just because uh, I finally figured out how to do it with the help of a friend of mine. All right. Thanks, everyone. Have a great, great evening. I will see you shortly. Uh, freedomain.com forward slash live stream for the debate. It could be in 15 minutes. It could be in an hour and 15 minutes, but I'll, I'll tweet about it and, and put it elsewhere out. So lots of love. Take care, everyone. I'll talk to you soon.